Climate and Sustainability with Kevin James. And good afternoon to you, my friend. Kevin James, are you good? Yeah, very good, Ernest. Uh, coming to you from Stellenbosch today, actually. Oh, all right. Beautiful part of our country, Stellenbosch it is. Absolutely. All, all right, Kevin. Now, in a recent report, it was found that uh, South Africa's top companies have uh, environmentally uh, non-compliant or, or have been environmentally non-compliant. That's, that's the word. And actually failed to adequately disclose serious environmental breaches to uh, investors. Quite concerning. Absolutely. So the Centre for Environmental Rights released a damning report assessing the environmental compliance and disclosure of 20 top JSE-listed companies. It was titled Full Disclosure, the Truth and Corporate Environmental Compliance in South Africa. It involved predominantly resource and mining sectors, but also sugar, paper, packaging, cement uh, companies. And it was between 2008 and 2014, many of these companies were in violation of their permits and licenses, and they were regularly flouting or uh, environmental laws. Typical non-compliance included things like toxic spills, unauthorized disposal of hazardous waste, soil, water contamination, air pollution, and much which is not actually reported to their shareholders. So just to give you a bit more detail, three companies, for example, Exaro, Marafi, and Harmony Gold, actually just failed to respond to the ERS when they requested this information and to give answers. African Rainbow Minerals challenged CER's authority to conduct the assessment. ArcelorMittal disputed all findings by the Green Scorpions, um, stating that such findings are based on interpretations of law and opinions. But on a more positive note, the ERS were very impressed with the responses from companies like Mondi, Ilovo, Sugar, and Tongart, Hewlett, the sugar companies. Ernest, the findings were shocking, but to me not that surprising because we see it every day. Companies which have been hailed as shining examples for their JSE sustainability credentials and being on the SRI index of the JSC for managing environmental, social, and corporate governance factors have actually, in fact, been big perpetrators of serious breaches of environmental law. He also found that information communicated from company to shareholder was absolutely misleading and totally inadequate. And the sad truth is that most companies will basically really do whatever they can get away with when it comes to environmental compliance. And to be frank, there's only one way to deal with this, Ernest, is that all directors of companies need to be held personally responsible for environmental non-compliance, and there needs to be criminal consequences. Mm, serious one there, uh, Kevin. Now, love or hate the way they look. Out of all energy generation options, renewable, nuclear, and coal combined, wind farms are proving to be the most cost-effective way of generating energy globally. I quite like them. I think they uh, form a significant structure to, to where they are erected, if you like. I like them too, Ernest. So wind is the most efficient and lowest cost form of renewable energy. Not only renewable energy, any energy period. It is cheaper to produce than coal, solar, and nuclear. And in fact, in the REIPPP program, the, the, the Renewable Energy Independent Power Producer Program, the lowest bid in the last round, as we know, came from wind at 61 cents a kilowatt hour, which is about 20 cents less than coal. In the USA, there's about 66 gigawatts of wind installed uh, energy capacity, just so you understand that's almost one and a half times the total amount of energy we need in South Africa. But then you take a look at the price, and they are generating wind energy in the U.S. Uh, because it's such scale at an average price of about 2.35 U.S. cents per kilowatt hour, or about 30 South African cents, so half the price as we're doing it right now. So look at the potential. Even if you apply our current exchange rate, you can see it's, uh, it's, it's phenomenal potential. In China, the wind energy capacity is almost double that of the United States. 
estate. So how's that? So, and that's gone in 10 years from 2005 to 2015. That's a 1,102% oh, increase over the last 10 years. So to give you an idea, uh, they are producing four times South Africa's total energy demand. So back to South Africa, we know wind is 25% cheaper than coal and solar, probably about half the price of nuclear. Besides the life cycle impact of building these things, the energy produced is free and clean. And then there's the best part. An entire 50-megawatt wind farm can be constructed and erected within six months of commissioning. So my question is, why are we not doing this everywhere where there's enough wind? Good why question, in- I suppose. Why indeed? I suppose we're waiting for the winds of change. Absolutely, Ernest. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Kevin James, we'll leave you there for now, my friend. We'll chat again next Wednesday. You and the team take care. Bye-bye.